Do you remember BPI? Oh yeah, Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB. Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention. Guess what they're up to now? Do tell. Their own show. It's called Pride Connection. That's great, but what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community? This is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge portion of BPI's membership. Everyone is welcome. So what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection? Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness to LGBT education, technology to advocacy. So when will Pride Connection take place? Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect and learn while having fun. Pride Connection on On ACB ACB Radio Radio Mainstream. Mainstream. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The following program contains topics particular to the LGBTQ community. Some discussions may contain mature themes. As such, listener discretion is advised. This is Pride Connection, sponsored by BlindLGBTPride.org, otherwise known as BPI, every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. on ACB Media One and shortly after on all your major podcast catchers. And welcome to Pride Connection for September 21st, 2021. I am Randy Reed. I am the guest host tonight. And with me tonight, I am privileged to have the host of the podcast, Sounds Fake But Okay, with Sarah Costello and Kayla Kasica. I think I'm saying that right. If not, I'll find out in a minute. Very impressive. That was I'm good. Impressed. Did I get it? Did I get it? Did my yeah, screen, no reader, one ever my screen gets reader didn't it. mess it up? Awesome. That is shocking. That's okay. crazy. Well, no one ever gets it. Yeah, I can also tell the two of you apart by your voices, too. The, there was something in your show uh, about nobody, how nobody does that. But never mind that. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> how, how are the two of you tonight? I am doing good. Great. I unexpectedly got the day off of work. So, you know. Oh, nice. I'm and, also and, good. I did okay. have to work, but All right. it's okay. <laughs> okay. So um, why, uh, why don't you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Certainly. Um, my name is Sarah. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. I identify as aromantic asexual, and I'm vibing. I'm, I'm one of the co-hosts of Sounds Fake, but okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'm Kayla. I'm the other co-host of Sounds Like But Okay. She, her pronouns. I am demisexual and 
something romantic. <laughs> Who's to say at this Who's juncture of our lives? Not me. Uh, I'm also vibing. Okay. What would you say that sounds fake but okay is about? I mean, hmm. the the normal spiel is that it's a place where me and Kayla talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything we just don't understand from the perspective of the aromantic and asexual spectrum or just the aspec. And, you know, we just, we kind of, we, we talk about the world through that lens because we are both aspec and it's a different, a lot of people don't uh, understand asexuality and, and the aspec. So it's a, it's a good place for us to just kind of like talk about things. And sometimes we're very silly and sometimes we're more serious and sometimes we're both at the same time. All right. So I'm here. I'm hearing some terms. If you if you had to briefly define it, uh, just for people out there, what is what is asexuality and what is aspec? I was talking, Kayla. You do it. So briefly, asexuality is a sexual orientation, just like being bisexual or homosexual or heterosexual. Um, and a person who is asexual experiences little to no sexual attraction to anyone of any gender. So. Maybe no sexual attraction, maybe only sexual attraction under very specific circumstances, um, maybe only very rarely. Um, but yeah, that's kind of asexuality in a nutshell. The A-spec is, you know, because as Kayla mentioned, there are so many different ways to like experience that like little to no attraction. The A-spec just kind of refers to all the different like individual terms that people use, but they're all kind of under that same umbrella. Do we want to get into romantic orientation? It's your show. You can if you want to. I, I will tell you that when I uh, did my interview a year ago and, and did this stuff, I kind of did it a little bit. But I only did it in regard to mine. I didn't, I didn't really cover everything just because I wasn't having those experiences and didn't feel qualified. Yeah. I think it'd be good to do aromanticism since it doesn't get talked about as much. Okay. Also included in the A-spec is the aromantic spectrum, the aerospec, if you will, which basically, you know, sexual orientation and romantic orientation for most people, for many people, their orientations line up. Like they are both heterosexual and heteroromantic. They experience romantic attraction to certain gender or genders and they experience sexual attraction to that same gender or genders but they don't always uh line up and so in the aspec community we we talk about them separately and so but when when we at least when me and kayla refer to the aspec we are referring to both romantic and sexual orientations kayla i heard a different term from you um, you described yourself as demisexual, and if you wouldn't mind that, that is also something I did not uh, go into uh, when I did mine. So if if you wouldn't mind explaining that just a little bit, please. Yeah, so like Sarah mentioned, the A, kind of the A spectrum, um, or the ace spectrum, or the asexual spectrum, I guess, to just keep making the word bigger so you know what we're talking about. It is a spectrum, it's an umbrella, and like I said, it's asexuality can be experiencing little to no sexual attraction, and so there's other kind of micro-labels or micro-identities under that kind of asexual umbrella, which includes my sexuality, which is demisexual, 
Um, so as a demisexual person, I only experience sexual attraction to people once I have like a very strong emotional bond with them, um, which you may be thinking, that's how everyone works. And to that, I say, you are incorrect because <laughs> um, there's a difference between kind of waiting to have sex and, you know, not having any sexual attraction at all for a long period of time until some conditions are met. So yeah, that's me. So it's kind of under that same umbrella that Sarah is in, but just with like a few added conditions. I Caveats. Guess. Yeah. I, I was going to say anyone who, who thinks that's exactly how everyone works is either not experienced or forgotten college. <laughs> or guys, yeah. you're Demi too. Yeah. Or well, that. that too. Okay. So You've been doing this for, what, four years now, this podcast? Four years. Okay, yep. and how, how did you start? Um, it started, so Kayla and I were roommates in college, and I came out as Arrow Ace for sophomore year of college, I think. And so once I had come out, I started just kind of asking her questions about sex and romance about the, the things about it that I didn't quite understand as a person also who... around the time that I had my first like college boyfriend too yeah so there was just like a lot of things happening at once yeah and so like for me as an arrow ace person an aromantic asexual person I didn't experience those types of attraction and so I just had questions I was like what is the appeal of long-term making out like <laughs> how long is sex supposed to last I don't get it and we we thought those conversations were entertaining and it was 2017 when everyone and their brother was starting a podcast so we decided to start a podcast uh and now here we are still doing it four years later mm -hmm. um yeah i was gonna say i had i had a lot of questions uh one one thing i can remember is having a discussion with a friend about why certain types of pictures are appealing <laughs> and why and how it is how it is considered a romantic gesture to send them via text message yeah and and we went round and round and they kept i kept asking you know how does it work and they were like it just does and i was like but how <laughs> and they're like but it just does and i was like but how? that and we that went on, is the we went on that way for like, yeah we went on that way for like 30 minutes and in our defense we were on a six-hour road trip at the time that's Time. But I, I remember that conversation quite vividly. No, that's that's definitely a very uh, a very aspec experience of someone just being like, well, it just is. And you're like, but how? And they can't explain it to you. Because, yeah, I think that's you know, how a lot of like our early episodes were. Because I think we've, you know, over the four years, we've run out of like questions that Sarah has. And so yeah. we've had to come up with <laughs> other ways of like, we've evolved coming up with episode topics. But like in early episodes, Sarah would like ask me these questions. I would be like, honestly, Sarah, I don't know either. Yep. And maybe that's because I eventually learned I was also a spec. But yeah, a lot of times it was like, you know what? I actually don't know. These are things that society just says. And I guess we're just supposed to go along with. Yeah. Or sometimes it's like you're watching a movie and you see two people. And then all of a sudden those two people are together. And maybe somebody who is watching knows how that happened. But I don't. Yeah, like sometimes it's like, oh, okay, there was there was chemistry. I get it. And then other times I'm like, what? Yes, they they're just together now. <laughs> and, and and sometimes it is just sloppy writing. 
I mean, if, if yeah. we're being completely honest, but a lot of times, uh, all the signs are there. We're just missing them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What would you say is your favorite uh, episode that you've recorded? I think... That would require us remembering. That's, first okay. of all, <laughs> what yeah. all of our but... almost 200 episodes are. Yeah, I was going to say, I... I I just listened to all of them, so my memory... You're so picking... brave of you, first well, of all. So that was the closest way I could do research. I mean, that is very, very detailed and good research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, it's um, it, it's quite interesting. I can definitely tell. I can definitely watch the timeline. It's kind of like, it's kind of like I just watched the entire box set of Friends, like just finished it this morning. <laughs> and it's, you just sort of watch that storyline evolve in, in very quick motion. Uh, because you know they're ten years, you're four, um, but it right. still it still has that same kind of feeling to it. Yeah, it like kind of ended up being like a diary almost because we do talk about our personal lives as well. And like for like for both of us, we graduated college and then like moved and had jobs through it. Like I went through two breakups and three partners during it. So like it really is like you can just kind of hear us growing up. Not that we're grown up now. Well, no, but yeah, you can cool. you can definitely tell. Um, and and what I walked away with, and what I'm sure a lot of people who who listen feel like they walk away with is they feel like they know they know you. We feel like we know you. We know we don't really like we know, or at least I know, like that. That yeah, I trust. I trust that, that you don't know, Randy, but yeah, I don't know about like, everyone else. Well, right. Well, that's it. So, like, I know that there's that degree of separation, but I but. I mean, we're talking about things that are known versus uh, things that are felt. Um, so I can I can definitely see see the progression there. Um, my personal favorite episodes are the ones that have the questions. Also, the one that you just did, where you took the songs and and <laughs> uh, changed the lyrics uh, from "Love to Death," and I was actually playing along and throwing in some of my own. Good. Mm-hmm. That one Great was here. It's. I feel like it's always the song ones that are like people like a lot for some reason. I guess it just shows that like music is universal or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that one when the death one came out, people were like, "Are you guys okay?" And I was like, <laughs> "I mean, no, but like in a normal amount of not okay." But, you know, it was it was a very. You have to look at it in a certain way, but I also one of my other favorite ones was uh, where you did you subreddit. Uh, am I the a hole? Uh, mm-hmm. Which that's that probably going to get bleeped out, but that's un- but that's okay. That's um, okay. I, I <laughs> did. I love that episode so much. That um, one. We should do that again. The nice thing yeah. is, it's like easy content. For, right. We no, can do no, that a forever. Part two, a part two would be. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see that if it's there. I mean, don't don't force it on my behalf, please. Um, <laughs> well, now we're gonna. Yeah. I can't think of what my. I feel like my favorite episode. And I don't even know if it's my favorite episode because it was like a good episode or if it because it like changed the way we did episodes. But the one that was like, oh, shoot, what it was like the things. What do you know what I'm talking about? Sarah? The one that you wrote out while you were like the one that I was like cracked out on high your on Ritalin. Oh, yeah. on- <laughs> <laughs> Legally. Right. OK, first of all, first, Legally, of, first of all, for some yeah, context. No. <laughs> I have ADHD. The medicine was prescribed to me. I no longer take this medication because it was it not work. right for me. <laughs> um, what was that episode? Do you know? 
things to do instead of being yes. a phobic. Okay. Yeah. And it yeah. was just like a list of really bizarre things that Sarah came up with when she was on like an hours long walk, yes. walking yes. off terrible side effects medicine. Yes. But yeah. like after that episode, we started doing a lot more episodes like that that were just kind of like silly and like listy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like from the A spec perspective, yeah. which oh, like doesn't really exist. My in a lot other, of other favorite places. one, uh, which we can't really get into here. Um, but I will just say involve the skinless cat or the hairless cat. See, I told my <laughs> the, skin, the skinless cat. Yeah, no, the hairless cat. cat. Yes, imagine, the skinless cat. Imagine the cat with all fur, no skin. <laughs> that's yeah. That's what I was thinking of the other day. I was like, "Don't do that, Randy. Don't do that, Randy." And what do you know? I can't even remember what episode that is. No, it's it's one of the more recent ones from maybe maybe a year ago. I have no concept. I have terrible memory. We'll, yep. have to, we'll figure it out. Yep. No, it's it's in there. Let's back up a minute. Uh, you said a term, aphobic. What is what is aphobic? What is aphobia? Yeah. So aphobia is much like homophobia or transphobia. It's just people. I mean, it's it's people who are you know. To, to to expect people and who don't think that some of them don't think that aspec identities are real some of them think they're real but that there's something wrong with us some of them are just the worst um but it yeah it's it's just a term to to refer to those who don't like Mm-hmm. Most prominent on places like Twitter and Tumblr. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's very, it's interesting. I've never experienced it in person, I don't think, but maybe it's just because I don't, like, not that I'm not out. I'm obviously very out because, like, <laughs> it's all over my internet presence. I was going to say, and your website has your pictures and there's yeah, a, oh, yeah. an article from a few years ago. Yeah, you yeah. can like you can know if you really wanted to find out, but maybe it's just because it's not as public as like you're holding hands with someone of the same sex as you or something. But in online, it really is. People are behind their anonymous little masks online, That's and so true. they yep. they feel That's emboldened true. to say things that they wouldn't necessarily say to your face. You're not you're not, in, not punching, to say, you're not in punching distance online. Yeah, is the difference. Yeah. <laughs> not to say that it doesn't happen in person though, because I've heard horror stories of people having things said directly to their face that's like what are we doing here yeah so aphobia is bad uh don't do it no don't do write, it write that down don't do yeah. it yeah don't do it uh, aphobia equals bad yeah no and my, yeah there's a couple of um well there's one that's things to do instead of being aphobic and i think there was one uh with suggestions of things to do to aphobes i think that sounds right yep yeah if we yeah. haven't done that, we certainly should. No, you you have done that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> We're so bad. See, we, we don't, need like we don't a, remember. We need like a, what are shows have like a wiki that has like yeah. just all, you know, we need one of those. All yeah, the they information. Have a, they have a list of ourselves. episodes and the runtime and, and that stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. I have no memory yep. of our own production. What What is your favorite thing about doing the podcast? I mean, 
at the risk of sounding cheesy, like I enjoy just being able to talk to Kayla every week and to just be able to like have these conversations openly. But yeah, I, I just I like being able to, you know, have this space to talk about these things. And, you know, I've said before and I'll say many more times that for me, my arrow aceness is not like a huge part of my life or my personality. So like it seems kind of kind of counterintuitive for me to have a whole podcast about it. But it really is just like, you know, it's something I do just for fun. And I think it's it's nice to, you know, just have this space where we can openly talk about these things from the A-Spec perspective and have it be like light and fun. And obviously we do we do have more serious episodes, but I, I just kind of like having that space where it's just mm-hmm. we're just A-Spec vibes only. Well, and, I'll, and also I would I would submit that it is a big part of you it's just that you have a focused outlet where not everybody online uh who's experiencing this does and so they're just kind of throwing it out all over the place including myself i've i you know i've been through many internet forums and and done a lot of stuff like that as well so i mean it's uh, and now you've reached the peak of your career, a yeah. moderator on a sounds fake but okay Discord, <laughs> Discord server. Yes. Uh, how could you go up from there? Uh, what else is there but that? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that is that is that's actually that's a, I actually have a lot of fun with that. It Overall. is. I I popped in the other day, saw that people were doing a Shrek. Uh, script reading this week and I had a good chuckle. Yep. Um, <laughs> I would say that our Discord honestly is one of my favorite parts of doing it because it's just very it's a good reminder of like why we do it because we don't we don't make money off of this and we have had some really cool opportunities come from it. Like we have like the book we're writing and we've gotten to do like events and stuff. But obviously, we don't do this for the money. We'd like to, if anyone is listening that would like to give us money, but we don't. Um, so it's it's a nice reminder to like pop in there and see the community that like not necessarily we've built because we haven't done much in the Discord in a long time, but like that kind of I guess was built around us. And like people are friends, and people started dating, and they do like movie nights, and they read Shrek, and they talk Jackbox. about program in jackbox yeah it's just they have they have jokes that we don't understand then it's like yes good delightful perfect yeah Yeah, it's just very it's very cool and then also obviously talking to sarah every week like i'm notoriously bad at keeping in touch with people and so i don't know if me and sarah didn't do this we would talk significantly less i'm sure because i'm bad at talking to people yeah i'm I'm pretty bad at it myself uh, as far as keeping in touch with people but I will agree that uh, the community that you built is is one of my favorite things about uh, what you do. And one of my favorite things about it, uh, before I was a moderator there, I would go for like long stretches without even signing in uh, for one reason or another. And whenever I did, they would just be like, hey, how, you know, how are you? How's it going? You know, everybody, everybody's there. You know, and at least Everyone's they're acting so nice. happy to see me. I don't know. Yeah, um, at least they're putting know, I've, on a, on a well, front. <laughs> I've, I've decided to take it at face value just because, um, you know, if I if I wanted to spend every 
minute of my life questioning everything that happened, I could just go back to my 20s and I really don't want to do that. <laughs> now that's a mood. Yeah. I mean, no, I... I, I... <laughs> that okay. is, I was... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think in general, the A-Spec community, not just our Discord, but like the A-Spec community is a very friendly and welcoming place. Of course, there are going to be exceptions. And of course, there are going to be beefs between people that we won't get into. But I think in general, it's a space where because A-Spec people have been excluded their entire lives, not just by straight people, but also in many cases by other queer people. And we've been excluded from queer communities. So when we find each other and when we create our own communities, it's very much like based in like love and support and um, just like being kind to people. And I think that's lovely. That's not to say that there aren't any A-spec people who are total jerks because surely yeah, there no. are. But yeah. yeah, no, your sexual irritation does not preclude you from being a jerk. Yeah, no. But I think that's like, I'm kind of thinking about it now. Like the whole vibe of our show is kind of like, not necessarily doing the asexuality and aromanticism one-on-one all the time, but like mm-hmm. just kind of vibing as two people on the ace and aero spectrum, just talking about things through that lens. And that's really what our discord is too, because like, sure, there are channels dedicated to people talking about their sexuality, their romantic orientation. And sure, people are like seeking help and seeking like connection in that area but then there's also channels of like here's something i cooked today and like here's some coding stuff that i'm doing and there's it's pictures like pictures of my dog yeah and it's like you don't there's a picture i found eat. of a cow mm-hmm. true lots of that yeah here's here's but a it's... picture of my, me with a raccoon on top of my head she's <laughs> in there by the way i didn't know yeah no go find that <laughs> Yeah, it's just lovely that it's all these people that have, like, this one thing in common. And you don't need to talk about it, but just knowing that, like, you do have that in the background. It's a safe space. Very nice. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, there are there are channels in the server where that happens, where, um, you know, there is the, the A-spec discussion. There is also uh, the rest of the rainbow, um, as it was mm-hmm. named, and things like that. I will tell you. It's weird. I found you because of the TED Talk episode. I think it mm. was... 87. Eight, yes, 87. Um, well, no, I was going to say, I think it. I think I got it um, off of one of um, Avon's tweets, which, for those who don't know, that's the Asexual Visibility and Education Network. I think I found it. But uh, honestly, I don't, I don't keep listening for... Uh, the Ted talky stuff because I can get that anywhere. It's on YouTube. It is uh, Tumblr, of course. It is on asexuality.org. Uh, and there are mm-hmm. a few other podcasts about it. But I will say that you were the first two people I had ra- ran into that sounded anything like me um, when they were talking about it. A lot of the people I found were from uh, places like you know, England and um, India and, uh, you know, all, all parts of the world. And that was great. Um, but I was I was having my own struggle with humanizing this thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I just needed somebody that sounded like me. 
I think that's the nice thing about podcasting. And one of the things that I love most about like never not listening to a podcast, because you can actually hear the other people talking and it's much more humanizing than like reading a tweet or reading a blog post, which is great. Like, don't get me wrong. That kind of stuff is great. And video is maybe better, I guess, if you can see that the person looks like you, I don't know, but like just being able to tell, like, this is a human being and it sounds like I'm sitting with my friends. Like our podcast is a conversation between me and Kayla and like, we're people who have known each other very well for a number of years now and so you know we joke sometimes that like Kayla will forget that she's like that there's an audience and she'll like say something that I'm like do you really want to say that on the podcast Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. but you know it is we have kind of that like I hate this word intimacy of it yeah, uh, I, uh, I hate I hate that word too. Just because of the, yeah. well, just because of the connotations, like yeah, it's the connotations. Yes, I, I've you know I've been exactly. in intimate situations, but not that kind of it's intimate, and so I, I yeah, under, I understand like a where new you're word. From. Yeah, <laughs> a new word. I do. I think your point about though, like needing to hear someone like you though, mm-hmm. is a really good point, and it's like why I'm so glad that things like like the International Asexuality Organization and like International Ace Day and things like that are happening because like Sarah and I are part of the majority in the ASPEC community, which is like young white cis women who are like being the advocates and everything, which is why seeing like other countries coming forward and being like, hey, we've been doing this this whole time and no one is paying attention to us, at least not in the Western world. Like, please look at me mm-hmm. because there are so many people who speak different languages, who look different than us, who like don't have a lot of people, at least in the like, not mainstream, because we're not mainstream, but I guess we're mainstream in the A-spec world. But there's just not a lot of diversity there. And not a lot of people can find people that look or sound like them. Right. Yeah, no, that's that was that's definitely my thing. Uh, that I like most. That's what keeps me that's what keeps me coming back. And I imagine it's what keeps a lot of other people coming back as well it's not the milady jokes at the top of every episode no no That's no it is not shocking shock oh, weird to me it's so odd that that wouldn't be a fan favorite so weird all right sarcasm 101 um <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's um let's switch gear well let's let's switch gears for just a little bit you mentioned earlier that you were writing a book. Yes. Um, what, what, if anything, can you tell us about that? Currently being written. Okay. And it's coming out in, it's slated to come out in 2023, unless mm-hmm. something weird happens. And it's really about the A-spec lens and just kind of looking through it, the A-spec lens, and looking at like, all different aspects of life, looking at things like gender, things like sex, things like friendship, thinking about how can we look at these things through like a queer perspective, which is good, but not always specific to our experiences. So it's really how to look at life through an aspect perspective. Yeah. A lot of times when people first learn about asexuality and the aspect more broadly, like it really it turns their life on its head because 
even if they grew up in a community that was really open to other queer themes, like people would say like, okay, well, this, this gay person um, experiences attraction just like me. They just experience it to the same gender. Whereas asexuality really just flips that upside down and turns it inside out and says, hey, you don't have to experience that attraction at all. And so the book is really just about kind of applying that, that mindset to uh, the rest of the world. Okay. So 2023, and are we, is it going to be an ebook? Will we be able to, to get it that way when it happens? Do you know? I don't That's a very good remember. Okay. I think we talked about this with our publisher, but I don't remember. I think ebooks are pretty standard at this point, right? I would at think so. on Amazon, I would you can get so. most like, things as an ebook. Yeah, I would think so. Like, unless I know there are some authors that are adamantly opposed to it but you have to be adamantly opposed to it and i have not heard you say anything um that would indicate to me that you are opposed to ebooks so no i mean i i would definitely very much uh like to have ebooks if it's at all possible so yes we're gonna say yes yes the only question i think the only question I think is whether it would be an audiobook because that's mm-hmm. something I think that we would have to like go to our publisher and say like please because it's you obviously expensive. To, yeah, you would have you might have to get a like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter going for that. Yeah, so obviously. yeah, that's something that we'll have to talk to our publisher about as we get closer because obviously for accessibility purposes and just to be able to be like I narrated my audiobook. Yeah. Like it'd be Well, I know very so that how you- I believe <laughs> that uh, Angela Chen actually uh, narrated her when she did Ace. I believe she narrated mm-hmm. hers. It was I think oh, it was like seven. So cool. Yeah, I think it was like I think it was 7 hours. I bought the ebook and finished it in an hour and a half because I can listen to somewhere between Dang. three and four hundred words a minute. Um, Powerful but, well, ears. You, you have to understand, like I, I only get a certain number of Audible credits a month. I have I have talking books through the National Library Service, but I only get a certain number of of Audible credits a month. And I have when I'm going to spend them, I have to do it wisely. And generally, things that are less than nine hours don't get my buy. Um, on on Audible, but I will go buy an ebook. The other thing I wanted to talk about is when you're an asexual, the community is is niche enough. When you are an asexual with a disability, and specific to me, when you are an asexual who is also blind, sometimes it makes the community even smaller. Sometimes the internet forum is not accessible. Uh, Sometimes the content is not accessible. But what I really wanted to touch on is you make a lot of efforts uh, to make your content accessible. So I just wanted to kind of touch on some of those. I think it's really the reason we started doing it was honestly because of you in large part and other of our listeners who have varying disabilities who brought us brought it to our attention like I really would like to consume your podcast and I'm having trouble doing it which is what led us to like do transcriptions for every episode which aren't done yet because it takes a long time to get through four years worth of episodes and a lot also of money. a lot of money <laughs> yeah. um, well, and you, you've only got one person doing it right 
We have two people technically. Two. We have okay. like one person working on like the backlog and one person doing like the, the new episodes that come out every week. But and luckily we're like able to pay them, which is nice to be able to pay people who are like freelancers and other queer people who I think both of them are queer. Maybe not. I don't know. It's nice to have like a little family of like queer people working on the show. But yeah, it's it was just important to us that like if we're going to be spending this much time making this and if there's so little content out there to begin with, like we want to make it sure that like everyone who wants it can have it. Cause it's, it means a lot to us that anyone would want to listen to us or read what we have to say, because that's still kind of a bananas concept to us. So obviously we're going to be like, yes, please have it. What can we do for you? Yes. Yeah. Um, that's so- right. Uh, my other my other favorite thing is you have alt text on all the images you post now on on your Twitter, and I've noticed it not only on the Soundspake Pod Twitter, which was the one I really wanted, but it's also showing up in your personal feeds now. Yeah, I mean, I figure. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it in one place. There's no reason not to do it in other places. I do it on my work accounts when I have to post on social media for work. Like, same, you know, if like if I say that I want accessibility, like I have I have to to follow through with it on every platform. And so it's something that I've gotten in the habit of doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for me, it, it really is a habit at this point. And like, I work in social media, it, like that's my day job. And like, it's been something that I've brought up with my team is like, hey, I've been doing this for my podcast. It's been brought up to me. People really want it. I'm going to like, not really because I manage it. So who's going to stop me? But I'm like, I'm going to start doing this because it is a habit at this point. If I'm going to do it on the podcast, of course, I'm going to do it on my socials because like, it's there. Why not? And then, like, yeah, I'll do it at work. I'll do it on all 20,000 of my social accounts that I happen to have. That is a lot of accounts. It's honestly obnoxious how many I have at this point in time. They're all all serving a a different purpose. So you (laughs) brought up your work, and I did mean to ask you, what do each of you do? Constantly just vibing. Um, I, if only that could be my day job, it's just vibing. Yeah, just vibing. Um, I am a writer. I'm trying to go into TV writing. So I live in LA, uh, okay. but I am current, I'm currently, um, an assistant at a management company, just trying to make my way up because that's Hollywood, baby. Okay. My job is less, not that Sarah's, well, Sarah's job is not glamorous, but not no. as, I don't know. Maybe the goal I feel like is, people... is different. Yeah, you know. Anyway, um, but I work in social media at um, a company company called Niche. So I just do like Instagram and TikTok and Discord. And really, my whole job is like talking to like fifteen year olds all day, which is pretty oh. wild. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so are you going to tell them why? Uh, yeah, well, uh, yes that if you don't yeah, not, it's going to well, be a follow-up question so you okay yeah not for like weird reasons so niche does like it's a college ranking website basically okay. and so college application help and college life things my boss is gonna be mad at me because i'm not describing this well <laughs> but no, right. um basically we are helping kids like try to apply to college and so 
It's a lot of talking to teenagers who need help. Okay. So, and that's why you're on the social media because it's where they are. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that is what I'm doing all day. Awesome. So I'm really on like the sounds fake discord has helped me a lot in my day job because that is also what yeah, I do you, to get if, paid. If you can put up, put up with a bunch of us goofs, uh, you can, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can put up with teenagers, which I mean, there are teenagers on, on our discord server. I will say you guys are much more well-behaved than the teenagers are on my work discord generally. So get rowdy. I'll, uh, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's, there's some pretty chaotic stuff that goes on in, in the, it's very true. true. Um, Is there anything that you wanted to put out there while you're here? I guess just a call for more people to do transcriptions Okay. And captions and alt texts and everything yes. like that. Yes. If we can do it, you can do it. And Just if, get and into if it. somebody asks you to do it, it's not a personal attack. It's not. No. Just do it. Take it as a compliment. Someone yep. wants to access your content. Mm-hmm. Pay someone to do it. Do it yourself. It's not fun all the time. No. I don't love spending our money doing it. Oh, but I also do yeah. love spending my money doing it because then people can have my things. Yeah, I mean, nice. our transcribers have made more money off of our podcast than me and Kayla have. But like, and you know what? Good. That's it's what it should be. Money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We're just we're feeding young artists with our podcast money. <laughs> okay. Um, so I do want to I do want to thank you for taking the time to be here tonight. Uh, and and doing the interview with me, um, yes, of course. And basically, yeah, thank you for having us. And and just putting up with my quirks. If you people... you put up with listening to our entire podcast. True. Yeah, but I True. have Spotify. There's like a million other podcasts. I don't have to. I choose to. <laughs> <laughs> that is yet again so brave of you. Mm-hmm. So brave. Mm-hmm. But now, but now all my thoughts sound like the two of you right now, just because when mm. I listen to somebody narrate for a mm-hmm. while, it does that. So that's been going on. And you all, you are between, welcome. It alternates between <laughs> that and uh, the cast of friends right now. So, um, well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Where can people find you online? Oh, we are all the places on the world wide web. Um, our podcast is at Sounds Fake Pod everywhere. Soundsfakepod.com. Um, you just look up on... Sounds Fake But Okay on your favorite podcasting app. We're probably mm-hmm. there. You will find us. Um, if anyone wants to follow my personal Twitter or Instagram, <laughs> go for it. It's Costielli at C O S T I E L L I E. Hey. Hey. It's mm-hmm. part of my brand, Kayla. Sure. Sure. Who I am as a person. Sure. Mine's at Kayla underscore K A S. I guess if this is what we're <laughs> if we're stooping this low now. What? How is this stooping low? We were asked where the people can find us. I told I them where the podcast funny. is. All right. So once again, uh, thank you, uh, thank you for being here, and uh, for those of you who are listening, thank you for listening, and we will have another episode for you with a different guest host on uh, Pride Connection. And until then, we will see you next time. This is Tim Cummings, producer of the Pride Connection, sitting here in my little glass booth. That was a great interview by Randy. 
And we have a couple of minutes left in the show, and I would like to feature a piece that was recently done by Byron Lee and Chris Snyder on definitions used in the LGBTQ community. LGBTQ people. The world is full of them. They may include your teacher, your friend, your cousin, even your mom or dad. Why, they may even include you. Many Americans refrain from talking about sexual orientation and gender identity or expression because it feels taboo, or because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. This glossary is presented to help give people the words and meanings that will make conversations easier and more comfortable. LGBTQ people use a variety of terms to identify themselves not all of which are included in this glossary. Always listen for and respect a person's self-identified terminology. Ally, a term used to describe someone who is actively supportive of LGBTQ people. It encompasses straight and cisgender allies, as well as those within the LGBTQ community who support each other, for example, a lesbian who is an ally to the bisexual community. Asexual. The lack of sexual attraction or desire for other people. Biphobia. The fear and hatred of, or discomfort with, people who love and are sexually attracted to more than one gender. Bisexual. A person emotionally, romantically, or sexually attracted to more than one sex, gender, or gender identity. Though not necessarily simultaneously in the same way or to the same degree. This term is sometimes used interchangeably with pansexual. Don't worry, we'll get there. Cisgender. A term used to describe a person whose gender identity typically aligns with the sex assigned to them at birth. Coming out. The process in which a person first acknowledges, accepts, and appreciates their sexual orientation or gender identity and begins to share them with others. Gay. A person who is emotionally, romantically, or sexually attracted to members of the same gender. Men, women, and non-binary people may use this term to describe themselves. Gender binary. A system in which gender identity is constructed into two strict categories of male or female. Gender identity is expected to align with the sex assigned at birth, and gender expressions and roles fit traditional expectations. Gender dysphoria. Clinically significant distress caused when a person's assigned birth gender is not the same as the one with which they identify. 
gender expansive. A person with a wider, more flexible range of gender identity and or expression than typically associated with the binary gender system. It is often used as an umbrella term when referring to young people still exploring the possibilities of their gender expression and or gender identity. Gender expression. External appearance of one's gender identity, usually expressed through behavior, clothing, body characteristics or voice, and which may or may not conform to socially defined behaviors and characteristics typically associated with being either masculine or feminine. Gender fluid. A person who does not identify with a single fixed gender or has a fluid or unfixed gender identity. Gender identity. One's innermost concept of self as male, female, a blend of both or neither. How individuals perceive themselves or what they call themselves. Gender identity can be the same or different from their sex assigned at birth. Gender nonconforming. A broad term referring to people who do not behave in a way that conforms to the traditional expectations of their gender or whose gender expression does not fit neatly into a category. While many identify as transgender, not all gender non-conforming people do. Genderqueer Genderqueer people typically reject notions of static categories of gender and embrace a fluidity of gender identity. And often, though not always, sexual orientation. People who identify as genderqueer may see themselves as being both male and female, neither male nor female, or as falling completely outside these categories. Homophobia The fear and hatred of, or discomfort with, people who are attracted to members of the same sex. Intersex Intersex people are born with a variety of differences in their sex traits and reproductive anatomy. There is a wide variety of difference among intersex variations, including differences in genitalia, chromosomes, gonads, internal sex organs, hormone production, hormone response, and or secondary sex traits. Lesbian. A woman who is emotionally, romantically, or sexually attracted to other women. Women and non-binary people may use this term to describe themselves. LGBTQ. An acronym for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. Non-binary. An adjective describing a person who does not identify exclusively as a man or a woman. Non-binary people may identify as being both a man and a woman, somewhere in between, or as falling completely outside these categories. While many also identify as transgender, not all non-binary people do. Non-binary can also be used as an umbrella term encompassing such identities as agender, bigender, Gender queer or gender fluid. Outing. Exposing someone's lesbian, 
gay, bisexual, transgender, or gender non-binary identity to others without their permission. Outing someone can have serious repercussions on employment, economic stability, personal safety, or religious or family situations. It's a big no-no. Pansexual. Describe someone who has the potential for emotional, romantic, or sexual attraction to people of any gender, though not necessarily simultaneously, in the same way or to the same degree. It is sometimes used interchangeably with bisexual. Queer. A term people often use to express a spectrum of identities and orientations that are counter to the mainstream. Queer is often used as a catch-all to include many people, including those who do not identify as exclusively straight, and or folks who have non-binary or gender-expansive identities. This term was previously used as a slur, but has been reclaimed by many parts of the LGBTQ movement. Questioning A term used to describe people who are in the process of exploring their sexual orientation or gender identity. Same gender loving. A term some people prefer to use rather than lesbian, gay, or bisexual to express attraction to or love of people of the same gender. Sex assigned at birth. The sex, male, female, or intersex, that a doctor or midwife uses to describe a child at birth, based on their external anatomy. Sexual orientation. An inherent or immutable, enduring, emotional, romantic, or sexual attraction to other people. Please note, an individual's sexual orientation is independent of their gender identity. Transgender. An umbrella term for people whose gender identity and or expression is different from cultural expectations based on the sex they were assigned at birth. Being transgender does not imply any specific sexual orientation. Therefore, transgender people may identify as straight, gay, lesbian, bisexual, etc. Transitioning a series of processes that some transgender people may undergo in order to live more fully as their true gender. This typically includes social transitions, such as changing name and pronouns, medical transition, which may include hormone therapy or gender-affirming surgeries, and legal transition, which may include changing legal name and sex on government identity documents. Transgender people may choose to undergo some all or none of these processes. Phew! That was a lot of information. What it really boils down to is listen and be kind. Take a queer person to lunch today. See you next time when we discuss pronouns and finding a gender-neutral form of address. For more resources, including an electronic copy of this glossary, please visit hrc.org.
You've been listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind Pride International, a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Please check us out at blindlgbtpride.org. Thank you.